Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Greetings, comrades, and welcome to the Eastern Border. I would like to start this episode um, to with a little explanation to our uh, new listeners because, well, accidentally I posted yesterday a tweet on Twitter and it went viral. And now I have uh, so much more listeners than I had before. So here's a short entry. Normally we are a weekly show about history of the Soviet Union and political events. We have turned to a daily war reporting show, which we're doing straight from the Polish-Ukrainian border and we're trying to sneak our way inside Ukraine with some aids, which I was um, kind of yesterday doing. Went to the border with some Latvians who were able to help. I post everything on Twitter because Facebook has banned me for arguing about Battletech, which is my hobby. So I'm on Twitter. If you're new here, please just go to War in Ukraine episode zero and start listening from there. We only charge our patrons for the edited episodes, not these spontaneous shorter ones, which I'm doing from my hotel hotel number you'll listen through all of that you'll understand okay but um but yeah uh, we have we have edited stuff for which we charge patrons for but no more than our weekly show so that's fine but go to war ukraine episode zero start listening from there and if you want to hear some background about the war and everything else well then uh you can you can check out our backlog but uh, i don't know a lot of people do it chronologically i wouldn't recommend that because our early episodes were from 2014 or something and they're are they're really bad i think personally but hey some people might disagree at any rate this is your um daily news digest about what's happening in ukraine and everything and as i'm posting on on twitter all the time well for one there have been protests in kherson and and uh, militopolis or something uh, about about um about the war because people are actively actively going against the Russians and they are they are facing them and it's been difficult. The nuclear power plant, yeah, despite all the rumors, it's actually safe. Uh, it it actually was forced to surrender to Russians and now people are in there and apparently the building that was on fire that was just a kind of a side building. It wasn't the maximum reactor and um, as far as I know, as far as people who know something about nuclear reactors tell me, then then that's not very scary or or that, you know, they're built to last, really. So that's going to be fine. I myself personally went yesterday with with people from Latvia. I found them here in Helm who uh, went to the border and told me their stories. That's probably going to be in the next 
big episode since I just sent an article about this to my newspaper TVNet.lv and you know I have to wait until they publish it before I translate this to English and and talk to you about those experiences but uh, they're coming they're coming quite soon because this is all about the news and and the bigger analysis are in you know more edited episodes I'm gonna get, get some interviews after I get back to Latvia but for now all I'm doing is just this and um I will use Igor Girkin Strelkov again. And uh, sorry, sorry, uh, my my regular regular listeners, but I'm just going to explain this to people who are here and for whom this is the first episode. Igor Girkin, or Strelkov, was a leader of the Donbass group and, and the people who basically created the uprising over there. He was funded by Russia and he was the first leader and he's a, he's a Russian monarchist. He's fallen into kind of a hate relationship with Putin because he... He's even more pro-war than Putin is. You see, he's um, he's a maniac, so to speak. He loves the war, he loves the aggression, and he considers this whole thing an opportunity. He considers Ukraine. He considers that Ukraine needs to be crushed, and that someone more competent than Putin should take over after this. And and so when when you hear these news, these are coming from a person who actively wants Russia to win, but who hates Putin and thinks that an even more aggressive and monarchistic and authoritarian leader should take over although no one really knows how that's possible but um but yeah just so just so you know and i read his news because he's on youtube and he posts for his community members all these news all the time in russian every day because he has contacts on the ground so i use this russian propagandist tools against himself since well i can and i have a people who listen to me just so you know when when i when i when i'm going to do my own comments on this i'll mention that just just cuz the language here seems to be pretty harsh although i have to say in comparison to previous days he's um, he's gotten a bit more tame mm. so igor strelkov uh, about how the situation is going on the 10th day of war this is going to be mostly about the military stuff and again everything else and all the urgent news are are on twitter and the big picture news well once they can once they come we'll we'll talk about them too and um, he speaks about he speaks about this from the Russian position. So he's talking about various flanks and fronts. And if you if you uh, hear southern flank or whatever, then then no, it's from the Russian perspective. So southern front, which is the left flank, which is Nikolayev and Krivoy Rok. He doesn't have any any specific specific information about this. And uh, just some sort of misunderstood uh, messages about the, ac- the activities of the of the Russian soldiers near the outskirts of the town of Nikolayeva. Apparently, everything's just there, and, and it's a stalemate. Right flank from Vasilyevka up until Pologi. The Russian forces, together with uniting with uh, the Donetsk Republic forces, the separatist forces around the Mariupol, apparently they've started an attack. To the to the northwest and um, and yesterday they they captured the town of Pologi. Although you know when he says captured something, again important thing to notice: Russians move only through the main roads because of Raspustice. Therefore, all the maps that you see with all the red painted in stuff, yeah, he'll mention that later too. But um, they're not controlled by Russia. Russian controlled roads and they attack villages and towns and cities. All that wilderness, yeah, that's where the Ukrainian resistance is at. But this Pologi town is quite important because it has one of the one of the logistical logistical uh, railway lines there, 
you know, it's kind of a kind of a knot of railways there. However, yeah, Ukrainians are fighting back and um, apparently bombing them. So no one really knows what what are they going to do. And they they predict active fights against the Ukrainians because the Ukrainians are apparently shortening the front line, the Donetsk front. Well, outside of Mariupol, positional fights were continuing in the positions yesterday achieved by the Russian army. Like I said, Igor Gurkin is very pro-Russian, so I think it's more reliable to use him as a source and uh, to be safe rather than sorry. You know, if I would use Ukrainian army sources, then you could just tell me about being biased in one direction and just being more optimistic than I should be. So I'm just using the most pessimistic source for the free world and people who support Ukraine, that is, that's humanly possible. Hey, you know, giving um, giving a chance here. So apparently in Donbass, nothing much has happened. People are basically fighting each other on the front line. The front line's moving a bit. Uh, The Russians have moved a bit forward, but Ukrainians are calcifying and Igor Girkin calls the battles that are happening there extremely bloody. Apparently, Russia has just dropped their blitzkrieg strategies and are now moving on a more brutal, full-scale assault. He comments that that there's artillery shooting from the Ukrainian side as well. They're bombing the Russian army positions, which is good because Ukrainian army couldn't do that before since they, they were lacking supplies, but apparently that's serious enough for this guy to mention it. However... Yeah, I have to I have to state this out that um, Igor Girkin states, in this point, the battles are extremely harsh. The soldiers of Donetsk uh, have have been suffering extreme losses. Again, uh, meanwhile, if you remember, Russian press and uh, Russian government denies any losses whatsoever. So, you know, front is calcifying in these areas. In Lugansk. Girkin states that the situation is completely unclear. Apparently, the front goes from the line of Yamol Krasnilyman, which is, by the way, he reported that was taken, but turns out it wasn't, because all of this changes by the hour. So that's why I'm doing this daily. And even that is, kind of, situation can change tomorrow totally crazily. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. And, um, well, still, again, calcification on Donetsk Lugansk with a ordered retreat of Ukrainian army for them to calcify their positions. Central Front. In the, in the Kharkov district and in the city itself, massive fighting is going on. And it's been bombed, and Kharkov is going to be like Warsaw after World War II after this. Kharkov is just nearly destroyed. They are just bombing everything blindly, and there are there are massive casualties of civilians. Today, by the way, they, they told that uh, they would you know have a ceasefire from the Russian side and from everyone's side uh, near Mariupol. 
but I have reports that um, apparently the Russians offered the ceasefire for the civilians to evacuate, but um, it wasn't observed. They just continued bombing. Well, what to be expected, but that's... That's really sad. Apparently, in Sumy and Chernigov, there are no exact changes. That's the northern part. Ukrainian army has stated, by the way, that they've um, pushed back in some regions. They've, they've managed to pull off a counter-offensive and pushed back in the north, but I can't attest of reliability of these facts. About the region, which is more east of Kiev, right now, no one has any information. Neither do I, but I'm following everything closely. Follow my updates on Twitter to find this one out. And, uh, well, left flank, sorry, right, right coast front. Yesterday, all day, fights in the, in, in the village of Bucha, which is a suburb of Kiev, continued, where, uh, where the enemy, and the enemy here being Ukrainian forces, because, again, this is Igor Girkin, not me, uh, tried to counterattack and, and push back the Russian army. The results are not known with any certainty. Possibly, quote, likely front will will be left in the same positions which Russian army controlled previously. Front is without any meaningful big changes. And then he gives out he gives out some some total evaluation, which is which I'm going to translate verbatim. <clears throat> Russian forces previously uh, own initiative, however, uh, oper- operative successes only continue in the southern front, which is the taking of Pologi. In the Donetsk group, there are only tactical successes. The group of Ukrainian forces previously hauled uh, the base most important positions in, in, the line, in the line to the south of Donetskuyevsk, Donetsk-Gorlovka, and, you know, a bunch of other Ukrainian cities. And um, we can't speak about a quick surrounding of it. There is no basis of that. Together with that, there is a, there is a deep... Uh, deep surrounding of the southern flank of the Ukrainian armies, and that will force the Ukrainian army to further move its forces away from Donbas to shorten the front line and calcify their positions. And um, apparently Igor Girkin reports that they will leave off some volunteer units in behind the Russian forces to organize resistance, serve as guerrilla fighters, and cause maximum damage to, your, to the Russian army. And he being a fan of Russia and massive supporter of this war, states that the, the assault of the Russian Federation is now lagging in, um, in most, most of directions. Well, basically, the operative successes haven't turned into any strategic successes, and there is basically no massive destruction of any Ukrainian army units. And uh, there is a plan in Russian Federation to get in the the second wave of troops, which would be mostly mostly um, conscripts, because apparently at this point ninety percent of um, of the Russian army's standing forces, which have been which have been sent to this attack, which is a, like seventy five percent of the total Russian army forces, which are under contract or anything, yeah, they've uh, they've been either lost or as casualties or just are not able to continue fighting because we've seen their logistical issues, we've seen their their troubles with with everything that's been happening and going on here. And um, he also states that there are no doubts the Ukrainian army, uh, n- n- army and the territorial defense forces are also ha- suffering heavy losses, however, ho- possibly even more than the Russian Federation and, um, and the 
people's republics, and this is in massive air quotes because I don't buy that for one second, uh, losses, but, and that just might as well be just his propaganda, but he, and, and that he states that it's too easy to talk about any, you know, capture of initiative by the Ukrainian army. However, the Ukrainian army is resisting fiercely and dealing massive damage. And he also states that ignoring the the early mishaps and everything, mostly with the fact that um, they failed to capture Kharkov, which was an extremely brutal, brutal case. And like I said, Kharkov's been bombed to hell and back. Despite these losses, you know, the Russian forces can and still have the potential to destroy Ukrainian army and achieve a strategic and, and uh, kind of meaningful victory. However, and this is a very sad post Bigor Girkin, very happy post for everyone else who's listening to this, that this will by no means be a swift and painless victory for the Russians. And uh, talking about swift and painless, well, I listen to a bunch of Russian news channels and uh, a lot of them have been blocked because Russia has now blocked Facebook and Twitter and a bunch of Western media. Basically, a lot of Western journalists have also been forced to leave Russia. And at this point, people in Russia are are just, um, well, left alone because <laughs> there is no martial law there and a bunch of criminal criminal laws have been have been taken. So... It's just just really weird what's going on there. Uh, a Russian economist state that uh, state that probably probably uh, the Russia has about to uh, about time and uh, about time until until October and um, yeah. October is the final point. The massive serious issues will start in June. And that, those are very optimistic. Optimistic news, basically, about all the situation because no one really knows how what's going to happen in Russia. IKEA just closed there and we had videos about people standing... standing to... well, you know, lose. Everyone's going to lose from this because, again, world hunger is going to happen this year and we need to prepare for it because Russia and Ukraine were major exporters... Of, uh, of wheat, and they mostly supplied their wheat to uh, to African and Asian countries, which is really bad. But uh, continuing my tradition with sponsoring Gonzo Ideas, how to how you can help. There's a site called 1920.in. That's 1920.in, which is a, a cool Gonzo idea to reach Russians who are getting caught off from the world and whose government feeds them basically just propaganda. This page sends messages to random, or you can even enter your own if you know any, phone numbers and informs them about the war. And there's an English description, and they have a Russian pre-made text and everything. Again, thanks to the hacker, hackers of Anonymous. But yeah, Slava Ukraini, thanks for, for listening and thanks for supporting the show. Your support has been immense, and that is why I'm still still here and active and working. So... So stay strong, people. Stay strong, people, and I'll continue reporting, and you'll get a properly edited edited episode soon enough. До свидания, товарищи, and uh, please, if you if you support the show, then well, click the donate button on our webpage, theeasternborder.lv, or become our patron. But more importantly, do send your support to Ukrainians to Ukrainian charities. We have links of those everywhere, and 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 check out our web, check out our Facebook page for the links. And stay strong, and everything's gonna be. Fine at the end. Like Zelensky stated, the good shall prevail. До свидания, товарищи. 
Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.